Are you ready to do a show about pizza? Yeah, dish, girlfriend. I'm your wife. It's Schmanners! I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. How was your day? It was great. What'd you do? Well, I hung out in Chicago. Hey! (laughs) Me too. (laughs) We took BB to a play place thing. A little play cafe. No, not McDonald's. A little play cafe. It was fun. Great. Do you want to do a show, or do you want to just keep doing this? <laughs> well, are you guys cool with that? I just haven't gotten to see her all day, and I just wanted to like. <laughs> What'd you eat today? I had some deep dish pizza. Yeah. The last time I had deep dish pizza, I think I was 13, and I was in Chicago for a comic convention, and the deep dish pizza I had was pineapple and ham. I know. I want to remind you, I was 13. I didn't pick it. And so for the longest time, I have had this thing of like, I don't think I like deep dish pizza. But that is not true. I don't like pineapple and ham on my pizza because gross. Yeah, I said it. Do not at me. Don't say that too loud, because you know who loves pineapple and ham on their pizza. (laughs) Now, okay, hold on, hold on. I do want to say, a lone voice saying everyone is the most ironic thing I've ever heard. There is, I think, let me do a quick head count, 80,000 people here, and one person was like, everyone. Dr. Sydney Smurl McElroy. To be fair, okay. Dr. Sydney Smurl McElroy is amazing, but she also likes weird pizza. That's just her thing. Whenever we're like, we're gonna order pizza, what do you want? She literally will say, just give me something weird. Yeah, she does. So I had deep dish again this evening, and I was like, oh no, I thoroughly enjoy this. This is like pizza cheesecake. That is a really good way to describe it. Thank you, honey. I'm a bit of a wordsmith. Okay, so I, the thing about pizza, you guys, is pizza at its like core is bread and cheese and, some, and like tomatoes. Slow like. down. <laughs> I'm having a hard time keeping up. And so if you could squash a tomato on a piece of bread and put cheese on it, I guess you could call it pizza. Or you could call it a flatbread, which is pizza. Who are we trying to kid? So when you, when you talk about looking for, in history, like written documentation of a pizza, there was probably pizza way before people wrote about it. It was just food, you know? The end. Okay, bye. <laughs> it's just food. Okay. But. <laughs> Pizza's great. Pizza. That's what I'm trying to say. 
or or sometimes referred to as Italian rarebit. Wait, what? No, you guys? No. All right. Everyone. <laughs> well, Welsh rarebit, you know, is pizza, is a uh, bread and wine and cheese and. Oh, I thought you were gonna say because like rarebit is like you just kind of throw everything into it, isn't that no, it? No, no. And like pizza, put anything on pizza, it's pizza. You know what I mean? I mean that's true. You can put hamburgers on a pizza. Let's go all through through all the things you can put on a pizza. <laughs> Let's not. Tinier pizzas. Yeah. That pretty much covers it. How deep does that rabbit hole go? All right. Um, what if you had a really big pizza and then you put regular sized pizzas on it? Then you put pizza bagels on that, and then maybe like pizza raisins. Then you would just never be not having pizza. Yeah. Well, till you finished it. And you could call it a pizza in every bite. Let me paint you a picture here. Okay, so Naples in the late 1700s, early 1800s was a thriving waterfront city. Do, 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 do. No, wait. No. <laughs> um, I would try to do some, like, Italian-sounding music here, but I guarantee it would be offensive. <laughs> And technically, Naples was not part of Italy at the time. I would do some Napoli music here. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm already offensive. And it was kind of famous for being like overpopulated and huge and full of poor people. Wow. I'm sorry. Not, not a great thing to be famous for, really. But also, who's worse? The people who are famous for that? Or the people who talk about that outside of it? <laughs> mm. um, and so uh, there's just this dense population of people who are, at the time, mostly living outdoors. Um, it was a very temperate climate, and so homes were pretty much like a room, and that's it. Um, and because they, uh, you know, had stuff to do, they had to get, you know, make that money. Um, they needed inexpensive food that could be consumed quickly, hence a flatbread dough covered with the things that, you know, made it taste good and ne you needed for, you know, calories. Put some vegetables on there, put some cheese, put some meat, eat it. Who do you think? It's, it makes me sad that I don't know this off the top of my head because I feel like this is a piece of knowledge everyone should know. The first person who was eating a pizza and thought, I wonder if I could also eat the rest of this in the morning, tomorrow. <laughs> and it, like everyone was like, you're crazy. And then the next day they did it and everyone was like, it's even better now. I, I bet it was so. a woman. I bet it was too. They're so smart that way. In every way? <laughs> All the ways. Panda! Oh, okay. You could put panda on a pizza. So in... It, not every pizza. <laughs> like one. So in 1861, uh, Italy was unified under King Umberto I and uh -huh. Queen Margarita. Great. Wait, hold on. What? Is that why the pizza is called that? The margarita pizza. What? Somebody else put that together, right? So, Gasp! Um, so uh, it was kind of made in her honor with, like, the, the cheese and that beautiful, like, piece of basil kind of in the middle that represent the colors of the Italian flag. 
snap. Yeah. I've never thought about it, but you're right. But also a bunch of other flags. Red, white, and green isn't. Well, right. It's in there a lot. It is. It is. Not like red, white, and blue is that specific either, okay? Come on. (laughs) We're all bad at flags. (laughs) It's the one thing that unifies the whole world. Haven't been able to figure out flags yet. We'll get it. Um, but the pizza itself remained largely an Italian foodstuff until the 1940s. And then America stole it? Lots of people stole it. Oh, phew. I was afraid it was just us. <laughs> ah, I'm willing to share the burden of that responsibility. So that's... It, it is... It, it, uh, oh. not, not to interrupt, but I'm going to. <laughs> Always. Um, it <laughs> is interesting. I would have thought that since it is such a simple, you know, bread, sauce, cheese, mm-hmm. that much like pasta, like that there would have been kind of a um, like simultaneous uh, concurrent evolution of it across a lot of different cultures. Is it very specific, like the pizza was specific to Naples and then Italy? I can't, I'm trying to think if there's a version of it I can think of that's like the German pizza. Is there? Is that a pretzel? I don't know, but the thing is... I need to think on this. (laughs) uh, Because pizza was just food before people wrote about pizza, it was probably not invented by the Italians. (gasps) Gasp! (laughs) It was probably invented by the Greeks. Some Greeks here. Although the the Neapolitan pizza is not... With the strawberry and the chocolate... (laughs) is not mentioned till the 18th century, uh, the word pizza could just be a, you know, naturalization of the word pita. Oh. You guys are so responsive. Oh. I don't get this at home in your office. Um, can I tell you something? Yes. Right now until this moment, I've never put it together that Neapolitan ice cream was named for Naples. Is it? I've always associated it with Napoleon. (laughs) (laughs) And listen, I realize now saying it all out loud beside each other that it's different words. (laughs) It's just a moment I'm having right now that you're all a part of. It's okay, I love you, so I forgive you. I have few shortcomings, and apparently this is one of them. Yes. Uh, You know, we've all grown a lot tonight. (laughs) I'm just so glad you all were here, and I shared it with you. Don't tell anyone else, okay? It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) All right. So let's fast forward. After the 1940s... Oh, nice. Sound effects. It's not one of my shortcomings. After the 1940s, pizza kind of spread like wildfire. Um, I imagine, yeah, because it's so share, like, there's not a lot of foods, at least popular here in America, where it's like you order it intending for like, this is for me and six other people. Like, you don't have a hamburger and like, anybody else want some of my hamburger? We'll just get a hamburger together? Okay, great. Well, if we're going to go back to the Italian version, it's more of a two-person food, but okay, yes. Is that because were they personal pan pizzas? Yes. I I don't know why that's a joke, but you all laughed. Any pizza is a personal pan pizza if you try hard enough. Yeah, that's what I was waiting for. 
that's what I used to do. Another pizza story. In college, there was a pizza chain across the street that I will not name because it got in some hot water on Twitter recently. <laughs> but I would get a thin crust and then like at about 11.30 in the afternoon and then that was my day. Just eat a pizza all day long. Just, it, was bre- it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I would just sit in my dorm and probably watch Pirates of the Caribbean on a loop. Watch that movie a lot. I love that movie. Just the first one. Don't even get me started about that franchise. Uh, okay, so let's get started on that franchise. No, okay. So, so after, after pizza became kind of a worldly thing, regionalities developed, as in the New York-style pizza. Floppy. And wasn't expecting support for New York style here in Chicago. Chicago style pizza. Yeah. Let's concentrate on Chicago style deep dish pizza, shall we? And there's also California style pizza, which is all vegetables and whole wheat and gross. Yeah, it is pretty gross. Um, according to my research. Deep dish style pizza was invented at Pizzeria Uno in Chicago in 1943. Oh, like Uno's? Yeah, no, not quite Uno's. But like Uno's. I'm, I mean, it has I the mean, word it, Uno in it. It has the word Uno in it, so I guess you could see where I made the connection. Um, Lay off, okay? This is harder than it looks. So the, the actual making of the deep dish, dish pizza is contested between the owner, Mr. Sewell, or uh, the chef, Rudy Malinardi, or the cook, Mary Alice May Redmond. So it was probably... Probably Alice. You know, all of those people at different times probably, like, you know, tweaked it for each other, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Probably Alice, though. Um, and after they opened... Uh, they opened a second store, Pizzeria Douay. No way. In Get out of town. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What? They called it Pizzeria 1 and Pizzeria 2? Yeah. I'm the happiest boy. <laughs> that, they, that you could say to a friend, hey, do you want to go to the pizzeria? And they would say, which one? And you would say, number two. Yep. And then they opened Son of Pizzeria. Pizzeria in 3D. I'm going to stop. Are you done? Return of Pizzeria. Pizzeria Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. A new pizzeria. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fandom Pizzeria didn't do well. When should I stop? When no. should I stop this? You should have stopped stop me like now. two ago. Okay. So at this point, halfway through the episode, you're probably like, wait, I'm starting to suspect that this is not about caroling. <laughs> you are you are absolutely correct. This was the episode that we recorded. Um, where were we? Chicago. Chicago. Covered in Chicago. Because pizza. Yeah. Um, because of, you know, travel and life and the holidays and the hustle and or the bustle, um, we weren't able to get to, to caroling yet. And so we didn't want to make you wait any longer. So We will pick up caroling next week. Correct. And then we, on Christmas, we'll be putting out an episode. It's going to be the episode from Candle Nights. And then we're going to skip New Year's. And then we'll be right back on the 8th. Um, but first, we want to talk about our our sponsors this week. We want to say a big thank you to our sponsor, Sunbasket. 
Uh, now we've talked about Subbasket before, but it, maybe this is your first time hearing about it. The fact of the matter is, fall is a busy time. And Sunbasket is dedicated to making that a little bit easier. Basically, how it works, you get a box of the ingredients, all of them separated into their individual bags. Um, so it's like if you want to make, you know, the pasta dish or whatever, it's the bag is full of all the ingredients you need. And then if there's any, like, protein that goes with it, chicken, meat, fish, it's separate so that it stays frozen in the ice. And then you just crack open that bag, follow the easy-to-follow instructions, bada-bing, bada-boom, you're making some food. That's their, that's their slogan. Bada bing, bada, bada boom, boom, you're, you're making, making some, some food. food. And there's a lot to choose from. You can pick paleo, lean and clean, which is a new one. That's exciting. Uh, gluten-free, vegetarian, and there are also family options. Um, they work really hard to send a lot of quality ingredients, some organic and sustainable ingredients right to your door. And with Sunbasket, you can make those easy meals in 30 minutes. It's a really great deal. Um, and it saves you from having to make whatever, you know, what you've always made. It gives you some new ideas and you don't even have to go to the store to get the stuff. So go to sunbasket.com slash schmanners and you'll get $35 off your first order. That's sunbasket.com slash schmanners for $35 off sunbasket.com slash S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Schmanners is also supported in part by Zola who are reinventing the wedding planning and registry experience to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. Uh, the Zola Registry has items you'd find in a great department store, plus things like honeymoon funds, fit fitness classes, wine subscriptions, you know we like those, and much more. It's easy to use for couples and guests. They have over 500 top brands, which means like 50,000 gifts, experiences, or cash funds. Um, one really cool thing that they have that I noticed was they have a group gifting feature. Uh, it lets multiple guests contribute to one big ticket item, That's which is so a really convenient. great idea. It's so convenient because you put something on, on your, you know, like, for example, the flights for your honeymoon or, I mean, but this even goes farther than cash fund. If you're like, well, we need a new TV, but I don't feel comfortable asking one person to pay $500 for a TV. We well, can put it on there and then maybe like, you know, 10 people each pay, what, 50 bucks? Yeah. And then, oh, okay, great. Now we've got the TV covered. Um, and they offer price matching and free shipping every day. Let me be clear. I said that. I don't think, I don't know if Zola sells TVs or not. It I was didn't... just an example of a big ticket item I thought <laughs> of that might go in your home. I'm sorry. I didn't look at TVs specifically, but they do carry a lot of really great things. Um, and they have some good shipping options where you can decide if you would like the presents shipped to your home before the wedding, after the wedding. Um, your guests can decide if they want to ship it to themselves and give it to you themselves. Um, and some really great things for returns and exchanges. Uh, if you need some if you decide that you don't want something that you put on your registry something's somebody's already bought you you can exchange it without ever having to like get it physically in your hands and then return it That's which is amazing. great um so you should go check this out this is uh zola z-o-l-a.com and right now if you sign up with zola uh you can receive a 50 dollars credit towards your registry if you go to zola.com slash schmanners one more time, that's Z-O-L-A dot com slash 
S-H-M-A-N-N-E-R-S. Uh, we also have a Jumbotron this week, but first, before we read this week's Jumbotron, Teresa, is there something you would like to say? Yes. Although I had the copy physically in my hands. Last episode, I said, my son, the Dragon Master, which is an awesome name, but you know what's an even better name? My son, the Dungeon Master, because Wait, that's, that's the, the name. That's the actual name, yeah. That's the actual name of the podcast for the commercial Jumbotron we read last time. So I do apologize. Please go check it out. My son, the Dungeon Master. Um, also, uh, well, I'll go ahead and read this Jumbotron, and then I'll do some quick uh, plugs. So um, this message is for Lauren, quote, Baby Driver. And it's from Thomas. This message is Lauren, baby driver from Thomas. You are the most wonderful thing in my life. You have exposed me to so many wonderful things and I am grateful for all of them. I hope that in the future you will continue to let me come on amazing adventures with you that I prove that I am worthy of all the love you have given me so far. I love you. Oh, that's very that's wonderful. So sweet. Lauren, you sound great. You sound super cool. Um, and I hope that Thomas continues to live up to your awesomeness. Uh, also, I'm going to do a, a couple quick plugs before we get back into the show. Um, first, coming up, I believe it's January 14th. We are going to be performing at San Francisco Sketchfest. Um, if you've never been to Sketchfest, it's like the whole town suddenly gets flooded with amazing podcasts and performers and comedians and all this stuff. And you should really check it out. It's one of my favorite times of the year. I'm so excited that we get to go. Um, and we're going to be performing Schmanners, uh, I believe, in the afternoon. But you should go to sfsketchfest.com and check that out. Um, and we're also going to be on the Joko cruise. I am so excited. I have never been on a cruise before. Neither have I. It's going to be great. Um, and that is February 18th through the 25th. It's going to be, f like, not only full of awesome performers, but full of awesome people. And this isn't like going to see a show, right? Where it's like you go, you see the people up on stage, and then they go back to their hotel, and you go back to your hotel or wherever. This is like you're all going back to the hotel afterwards for the after party because you're all staying in the same hotel, and that hotel is a floating party. It's amazing. It's a great deal. Right? This is incredible. Yes. I'm very excited. I am as well. Um, you can find out all about it at jococruise.com. J-O-C-O cruise.com. Um, and if BB could talk, she would be excited too. I, you know what? I think she is excited. She doesn't know it yet, but she's going to be really excited. Um, that's it for now. Uh, back to the show, and we'll be back next week. Hey, Helen Hong. Yes, J. Keith Van Stratton? What's the difference between a layover and a stopover? I have no idea. What's the difference between optimal and optimum? I have no idea. What's the difference between an actual conversation and a promo for our new show on Maximum Fun, Go Fact Yourself? Nobody has any idea. Go Fact Yourself, the game show with celebrity contestants, super smart experts, and answers to questions you've never even asked. Listen twice a month on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. And be in the audience for our tapings of Go Fact Yourself in downtown L.A. It's free. Go to GoFactYourPod.com for more info. We're having a very realistic conversation. Yes, we are. What's a great French film about lady cannibals? What's the song of the summer? How do you say cheese in Spanish? What should I binge watch next? Hey, how did Crash win Best Picture? 
I'm still mad about that. For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable show with me, Guy Branham. Winter Mitchell. Margaret Wappler. And Karen Tongson. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcasts. I'm not going to judge. So the deep dish pizza has been compared to more of a pie um, because of the way that the the crust is usually thicker, so to uphold the, the generous toppings. Also, the cheese is underneath, so as to keep it from burning. Um, and then the, the sauce is on the top. And you could even order a stuffed de- deep dish pizza, which I read about. Yeah, which has another layer of dough in it. So okay. like a real pie. So, and, and the crust is raised, right? It's, it's, you have crust that goes up, up the, the side. sides of the pan, yeah. you know, to keep everything in. Otherwise, I think it's lasagna. <laughs> That was a funny Hold joke. Yeah, no, that was great. <laughs> Thank you. Someone appreciates me. I am undone. Okay. <laughs> um, in fact, John Stewart of The Daily Show... Who? ...is credited with saying that Deep Dish uh, is not better than New York pizza because it is not pizza. <laughs> He says it's a casserole, like lasagna. You know what? I'm glad he quit. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay, here, can, I, can I go out on a friendly limb that I hope you all join me on? They are two completely different things. I mean, they're, they're made of the same material, but they're, di- they're completely different in execution and, like, everything about them, except that they contain, like meat, bread, and cheese, and sauce. So it's like trying to compare like... Well, lasagna doesn't have bread in it. it has I'm not noodles. comparing lasagna. Okay. I'm talking about New York style and, and, and Chicago oh, style. Oh, sorry, guys. Lasagna, lasagna, Garfield. This one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it's, it's to me like the same as like trying to compare like a burrito and a taco. It is okay to like both. You know what I mean? Like it's different things. Right? Like... Why do we have to choose one? Just get both and, you know, take a nap afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the number one question that happens when you're talking about deep dish pizza is... How deep is too deep? No. <laughs> How, what's the deepest deep dish pizza? Just think about that. Could God make a deep dish so deep? <laughs> But not even he could eat it? Yeah. That's deep. That's super deep. See, because it works on a lot of levels. Wordsmith. All right. Is how do you eat it? How, how once you have this pizza on your plate, it, you, it's not something... I heard someone say fork and knife. Who said that? Was that you? Okay, we're going to do a quick poll. And there is no wrong answer here, let me be clear. There's no wrong answer. I don't want to hear any booing. And let, let right? us know by your cheering. Right. Who eats with a fork and knife? Okay, who just picks it up and eats it? And who stands across the room and has a friend throw it to them? <laughs> Heard some cheers on that one. Because um, we, were, we, we were, I eated the deep dish. And when I was eating the deep dish, 
I just picked it up and ate it. So fast. Like, well, it was... Because it's, it's a race at that point, because everything starts to crumble, and you're like, I've got 30 seconds to Indiana Jones run off the end. So you just have, And also, like, my baby was watching, and I wanted to impress her. And... <laughs> I, however, sat down with my knife and fork and ate it. And yet somehow we're able to find some common ground some in our marriage. Some love in our marriage, even through that. I don't think there's a wrong way to eat pizza. No, that's not true. Upside down? Like if you held the pizza so the sauce was against your hand? <laughs> that's wrong. That's wrong. So whereas uh, with, with New York-style pizza, one is often talked about the, the fold, right? Where you kind of fold it in half and you eat it more like a pizza taco, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So you can walk and eat at the same time. Um, most people on the Internet say, <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, that's where I do a lot of my research. I don't live in Chicago. Yeah, we don't, don't go out and poll people on the street. We should. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Um, including Judith Martin from Miss Manners says a lot of factors go into determining the correct way to eat a particular food where it is served for example and how it is cooked children at a picnic or fast food establishment uh, eat differently from chicken at a dinner party or a restaurant Um, and as far as pizzas go there are gooey pizzas, which I would say the deep Dude, dish don't falls use into. That word, what? Though. It's gooey. Just sounds like a pizza full of jelly. <laughs> Gross. And then baked, quite uh, far pizzas. Um, and if you have a a, I would say a. Um, I don't know what word you're looking for. No. A pizza. No. <laughs> Floppy it, pizza. Yeah. Uh, what's crispy pizza? Okay. We oh, got God, there. Sorry. Yeah. If you have a crispy pizza, no matter where you are, it's probably okay for you to pick it up and eat it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but if you have the, if you think in some way that you might get cheese or tomato or toppings anywhere other than your mouth hole, you should probably use a fork and a knife. Mouth hole? She didn't say that. I said that. Oh, okay. Does anyone here work in the pizza creation industry? Couple people? You used to. You're not going to be helping me out with this then. Okay. Here's what I want. The next time somebody orders a pizza and they say they want half pepperoni and half sausage, bake it like that, and then disassemble the pizza and reassemble it so it's alternating slices. Can you imagine if you got that and opened it up and were like, what the? Like, that would be amazing. That is a lot of handling of other people's pizzas. You're already doing that. Like, you're touching the pizza all the time, right? Like, not like, burp, burp, burp. <laughs> you know, that's weird. But... Okay, or don't. <laughs> it's fine. I just think that that joke has like a, a one second No, reveal. you'll get fired. Yeah, no, you'll lose your job, but think of the story yeah right um so for her it's more about like where you are and we talk about this in our show we talk about the the, like reading the room as you call it so if you're at a business lunch doing your business you should probably use a fork and knife because it looks pretty dignified or don't get pizza or don't get pizza you got business to do get a salad 
Salad is business food. When you order a salad, you're halfway to making that deal. Because the other person's like, they're responsible. Mm. I don't know why I'm doing this for. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're at home and you want to pick that pizza up with your hand, I mean, chase your bliss. Yeah. Whatever you like. If you just want to lay it on your face and just like... <laughs> I, I, Give yourself I, I, a pizza facial? Yeah. You probably Not can't a, eat it after that. What if... Okay, is it wrong to eat a pizza backwards? You know, like crust first? Oh, we have definite opinions on that, don't we? Do you know what we do in our house? I don't like crust, so, so I, I eat, eat to the crust and I hand it to her. That is what we do. Because then, it's just a breadstick. <laughs> That's the secret. It's been a breadstick this whole time. Uh, the New York, uh, there was a, a scandal in New York where... Um, what did pizza do now? No, it's not about pizza, but the mayor of New York at one point went to one of the boroughs and had a pizza and was photographed using the knife and fork to cut the pizza. He did afterwards pick it up once he had gotten, you know, closer to the crust. Close so he to ate, the meat. He ate the center part with the knife and fork and then picked it up to, to eat the crust But part. it was too late. Yeah, everyone had already judged him. As they should. Well, I want to I give this man the benefit of the doubt because he was being photographed. He was, um, you know, obviously put on a bit of display of this pizza eating. But how do you not practice that at home knowing that's happening? Just like, bring me different forms of pizza. I need to be ready for everything. I want stuffed crust, thin crust, Chicago style. Whatever might come, I want to be ready to eat it. This is my career, Debbie. <laughs> Debbie's I I his wife in my yeah okay. right yeah I just don't and think Debbie's that's like that's a lot of pizza for. Doug it is a lot of mayor pizza. Doug <laughs> but uh, it turns out it was just kind of a slow news day so you know no doy <laughs> <laughs> all right I think that's gonna do it for us uh, thank you everybody for coming to our Schmanners live show. I'm glad that you've enjoyed us, the headliners. We do have a closer. Some, uh, some podcast called Mabim Bam? Mabim Bam? Is that how you say it? I'm that? getting a yes from Stage Left. Um, so we're going to take a, a, a quick intermission, and then uh, my brother my brother and me will be out here. In the meantime, there are posters for sale in the lobby. If you haven't gotten one yet, they're by Stephen Sugar. Um, yes, they're beautiful. You should go get one. Um, and then my brother and my brother and me will be out here. We want to say thank you to MaximumFun.org for hosting us. Uh, there, yes, there's yes, tons of great shows Max on there. Uh, new ones, it seems like, coming out every week now. So go check that out. We want to say thank you to Brent, Brentel Foss Black, for our theme music, which, if you enjoy it, is available as a ringtone where those are sold. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. Thank you, Chicago. Uh, yes, join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Thank you. Get it? MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.